the big story is obviously Austin Matthews and the injury. And I, I think it is a testament to this team. It's a testament to the talent of this team that we're not freaking out more that the guy who won the heart, the guy who won 60 goals last year is out for three weeks. And it doesn't feel it doesn't feel at all like the sky is falling. Uh, Nick Alberga, who joins us from the host of Leafs Morning Take and uh, and uh, covers the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nick, first off, thank you so much for joining the show today. Matt, thanks so much for having me. I just wanted to piggyback off your comment about the cellar dwellers. Is it coincidence or not? Since Gary Batman spoke on Tuesday, look at some <laughs> of the scores the last couple of days, eh? Yes, you're right. You know what? We all owe Gary Bettman an apology. <laughs> Tanking doesn't happen. Tanking has never happened. Shame on us for, for, for questioning it. You know what, Nick? That is a fantastic point by you. You know, I always think back to a couple of years ago. Uh, I have it on good accord. I won't mention my source, but the Maple Leafs were actively tanking. I mean, make no bones about it. And they got Austin Matthews, and that's where we start this conversation, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, P.A. Parento led the team that year with 20 <laughs> goals. He led the team with 20 goals, but that 20 goals got the Leafs a guy who scored 60 goals. So, hey, it's, it, it stinks that it's part of sports, but it is part of sports, so we have to deal with reality on reality's terms. Uh, and that is a, a decent segue. Not a great segue. It's a decent segue. Uh, just, just your thoughts on the news that Austin Matthews is now, uh, now going to be out for three weeks. Uh, to me, I looked at it and go, oh, that's that's a bummer. You like to see him play because he's entertaining. But big picture, I don't know how much of an impact it has on the Leafs in the regular season. Yeah, well, firstly, a little disappointing. So I know Odog always likes to bring up the alumni suite. Uh, yours truly and Jay Rose, is my co-host on Leafs Morning Take. We're actually taking in tonight's game from the alumni suite at Scotiabank Arena. And I was looking oh. forward to seeing Austin Matthews. And I love the timing, too. Like seven minutes before the uh, the morning skate, people first tweet, no Matthews on the ice, then the news drop on Twitter. It's just so funny in 2023. But, yeah, I think you're bang on, Matt. Uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this has no bearing at all. Uh, I'm sorry to tell everybody out there, it's Toronto and Tampa in the first round to stand the Cup playoffs, and we still have like 35-some-odd games to play in this campaign. So I think the most important part here is to get Matthews right, to get him going, going and get him cooking in time uh, for game one against Tampa. I think ultimately to add to like there's a nine day stretch where they're not going to play a game between the all-star break and the bye week. Uh, so if you think it's three weeks and I know they put minimum in the release, but I think it's better they do that than not. Cause then you don't put expectations on the whole situation. He yeah. could miss like four or five games. So I'm not putting much stock into it. Um, uh, a knee strain is nothing to play with, but he'll be okay. And you look at it, it's Columbus twice, Chicago twice, Montreal, Ottawa tonight. You know, and, and yes, you'd love to see him when the Leafs are at home against Boston. And if he's, let's say they keep him out longer, near you know, at Buffalo or at home against Minnesota. But the, the number one thing for the Maple Leafs is stay one point ahead of Tampa so that game seven, which it will be game seven uh, between Toronto and Tampa, that game seven, Sheldon Keefe has last line change. I know you're a big betting guy every year for like five years now. And, you know, I used to do the Leafs radio um, for another network a couple of years back. I always used to bet on the Leafs, uh, you know, playing in a game seven. I always bet on the opponent winning said game seven. But that's a story for a different day. I think you're so bang on. But, you know, we often laugh about it. Um, did it have much bearing last year, right? A game seven at Scotiabank Arena. I think when you're playing a season team like Tampa, I think you're right. You rather the last change than not. We'll say that. And uh, the, the most winning I've ever done when it comes to betting was Toronto-Tampa. 
Before there the series go. begun, I said the series would go seven. I said Tampa would win in seven. And every time the Leafs won a game, I bet Tampa in the next one. It was so predictable, and I wish I had been loud wrong. Um, the Leafs at the deadline. I mean, you know, we got the easiest, obvious. I, I, I want to know from you what your thoughts are on what's the easiest, obvious deal. What's the realistic deal that makes Leafs fans happy? And what's the dream deal that has a small chance of actually occurring? Yeah, so everybody wants to go for the jugular. I think the dream deal has to be Patrick Kane, uh, just more so because of his clutch factor. Like, this guy so, scored so many big goals, namely the cup winner against Philadelphia all those years ago. But, like, he has that pedigree to, to not only score that big goal, but to put a team over the top. I do think it's a pipe dream. I think ultimately it could come down to the New York Rangers. I wouldn't discount the Dallas Stars in that conversation, among others. But those are the top two teams, at least in my indication, as to who can have the best shot potentially here at Patrick Kane. If he's made available, I think the best direction is like an Arteri Lekkonen type. Um, you know, you always like to draw comparisons and similarities to recent teams who won. You look last year with Colorado. They made some pretty nice adjustments at the deadline that doesn't get much play. And, and one of them was like a Swiss Army knife in Arteri Lekkonen because you look now, he's a top six fixture on that team. But last year, he was a middle six guy. So I think in a perfect world, um, they would love to address the back end, add some depth up front. I, I think certainly they have to be looking everywhere, you know, whether it's a Kavrikov in Columbus or – you know, uh, Jake McCabe with Chicago. I think up front, Frankie Vitrano makes a lot of sense. Uh, Adam Henrique, I think, is a, another polarizing name to me. I know he's still got a year and a half left in his deal and gets paid a good chunk of money, but he's a gamer. He's the type of guy I'd want in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Another name I would throw out there is Ivan Barbashev. Like, that type of player who can be elevated and probably be an upgrade in a Cali Yarncroke, but also play, like, on your third line. Because... You know, that's always my major takeaway. I don't know about you. It hasn't been so much, uh, you know, the goaltending or the defense. It's been, no. it's been able to score that big-time goal when it matters. And sometimes, as we saw last year with Colorado, I know their big boys were awesome, but you need those goals from, like, your Nick Pauls or your Brandon Hagels, if that makes sense, from Tampa. Oh, 100%. Uh, if you look at the last three, four years, go back to when they lost to Columbus, when they lost to Montreal, um, yeah. a, a, and a, they don't score goals in game sixes and sevens. That's been the problem with the Maple Leafs. It hasn't been grit. It hasn't been defense. It hasn't even mm-hmm. been Jack Campbell. It was a net. It's about scoring. And and what I like about that is that, Nick, is that really you want the home run. That'd be nice. Yeah. But really it's about can you find a player that is 15% better offensively than Yarncroc? If mm-hmm. you can find that guy, that's, you know, that is going to be an upgrade um, actually, you know what? Let's go back to Matthews again. And not about Austin Matthews. I'm going to give you an option. What for you is the most interesting storyline now that Austin Matthews is out? And I always like to give options because I try to be a good, uh, a good yeah. host. Is it, the, is it the fact that Tavares will get game number 999 and game 1000 as the number one center? Is it <laughs> Nylander now going, possibly going to the All-Star game? Or is it uh, we get to see what Pontus Holmberg looks like on as the center for the number two line? Of those three options, which one sort of tickles your fancy? I'll go option three just because I don't know about you. Like, I've covered this team religiously for a variety of years. Like, Pontus Holmberg really wasn't on my radar. And, like, how often have we seen a homegrown prospect, if you will, come up and actually flourish at the, at the NHL level? It's few and far between, right? You, you look at some of the names. Yep. In the, in the past, like even a Nick Robertson's really, really struggled to, to make it at the NHL level. 
And then you have Holmberg come out of nowhere. And I put this in my piece the other day on, on the LeafsNation.com. For some reason, he reminds me a lot of Sammy Paulson. I don't know if you remember that name back in the day with the Anaheim Ducks. Like, just really, really responsible defensively, but can, you know, chip in from time to time offensively. I thought that was a beauty the other night going backhand on one of the best goaltenders on the planet, Igor Shosturkin. So I like the oh, fact yeah. that they're rewarding him. And I, I do think, you know, there's a sense of reliability there, too, with, with Sheldon Keith. Number one, he knows the guy fairly well. And number two, to, to, to hold him in high regard the way he has in like 30-some-odd games in the NHL, I think it's really, really impressive. And how quickly he's gotten into the good graces of the coaching staff, I think it shows you right now. Then, and I understand you wonder who else is an option, but there's a guy named Alex Kerfoot who's going to stay on the fourth line because they believe so much in what Pontus Holberg has put together. So uh, that'll be the storyline I'm monitoring the most, most is uh, – you know, who picks up the slack, but but Holmberg's been a great story. Like to me and maybe not others, he's come out of nowhere this year. Oh yeah. And uh, that goal that he scored, he came out of nowhere. He was faster yeah. than, uh, than I expected him to be. Hey Nick, as we end this, thank you so much for joining the show. Where can people find you? People want to listen to you. People want to read what you're writing. Where do people go to get all things, uh, to get all your work? So firstly, at the Gold Muzzy on social media is where you can find me. have daily hot takes, as we all know. Uh, I co-host the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast. So if you're into fantasy hockey, it's a, an easy find, the top fantasy hockey podcast you can find out there with myself and Pete Jensen. And as you mentioned, Leafs Morning Take with yours truly and my co-host Jay Rosal, as we all remember from his days uh, in the Brian Burke era with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's hilarious. He's really, really coming out of his shell. And you can catch our show on the Nation Network and also the Leafs Nation 401. The Leafs Nation 401, we're going to start migrating over to our very own YouTube page, so make sure you check that out. Nick, fantastic. Thanks so much for joining the show today. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. Take care. Yeah, enjoy enjoy the alumni box. Get all the free food you can. <laughs> Cannot wait for that penny pesto. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hopefully there's a decent white to pair with it. Uh, that was Nick Alberga. Check him out on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy.